Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, Danny Sarek joins me. And did you know Sunday marks Kyler Murray's 50th career start? A nice milestone mark for sure. We, though, spotlight his previous 49 starts, specifically what the numbers tell us and how that might spark the offense this week. Hence, maybe his legs aren't a luxury anymore. But first, good news, bad news at the wide receiver position. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 596, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Hit in the backfield and down he goes for a loss. J.J. Watt nailed it. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, half the 5, he's in again! Some more Murray magic! Wow! Here's Craig Grealoux. It is always nice when you go out to practice on a Wednesday, Danny, and see something you haven't seen in a while. Obviously, we're talking about players, and specifically wide receivers, because this team right now is in desperate need of healthy wide receivers. But there was a little bit of good news on Wednesday. Your guy. My guy. Rondell Moore was out there. Rondell Moore. You and I were walking out to practice together, and you can kind of see when you get to a certain point walking past the first field into the second field where the players are lined up to go through stretches and warm-ups. I immediately was like, okay, well, I don't see Rondell working out on the side. And so I saw him, and I immediately turned to him, and I was like, oh, Rondell's back. That is good news. It's still a hamstring injury that he's dealing with, which is tricky. Um, so it makes sense that we heard from head coach Cliff Kingsbury that he's, you know, might be a little more limited and and be a little more cautious with that if he's able to play this week. He hasn't played all season. Yeah. This was the first time we've even, even really seen him out on the practice field in at least two weeks. Did, I, did we even see him leading up to the Chiefs? It was the Thursday before week one in which he hurt the hamstring in That's practice, right. and we really haven't seen him much at all. But during the open portion of practice, now officially listed as limited on the injury report, but watching him, and again, when you're going through team stretch and position drills, you're not going 100%. But he seemed to be moving, and there was not much you know, lateral movement, but he seemed to be moving fine and on a Wednesday that's encouraging because you want to see him on the field on a Sunday yeah absolutely and this is a position of need I mean you're already without D hop for the first six games Wesley with a groin injury for at least this game being on IR AJ Green had a bone bruise on his knee that occurred in the week three loss to the Rams so he won't play this week so right now you definitely need Rondale Moore because the rest of your receiving core is Greg Dortch Andy Isabella, Andre Pacelli. And Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Like, who am I forgetting? That's a pretty important one. Hollywood Brown. Well, you look at, and this is something that you've always brought up when we talk about A.J. Green and Antoine Wesley, the height and the ability to have a little bit of an advantage on a defensive back. Well, you look at the four healthy wide receivers, and I'm not counting Pacelli because right now he's on the practice squad, but you look at your four healthy wide receivers, 5'9", Five nine five seven five seven, the Panthers two starting corners, six foot one and five ten. It's going to make getting that separation a little tricky. Going to make those contested catches a little tricky. That's just something that this offense is going to have to work around with the play calling, and the receivers are going to have to find a way to create space. I mean, it's really not it's not new for all those no. receivers. You know, it's I will say I'm not sure how successful they've been in that 
category. But, I mean, Hollywood Brown's been able to get open or get some of those contested throws, but you got to find a way to start getting, you know, these other players involved. I know Greg Dortch has had some great plays, but got to find ways to get open. I mean, thankfully, you still have height if you're looking for receivers in Zach Ertz, Max Williams. And you count them and Steven Anderson as well, and maybe we'll see a little bit more of Trey McBride. But if you're looking for a tall pass catcher, and I know Zach Ertz most of the time, yeah, he's in a three-point stance, but we've seen him line up as the outside receiver or the inside receiver and then come across the middle. Haven't seen any deep shots to a tight end, but if you're looking for that height, especially on the outside – it wouldn't surprise me if we saw a little bit more of the tight end playing quote-unquote wide receiver. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Trey McBride has been active now for, I believe, two straight games. So see if he's ready. He can start handling some more of those snaps. And yeah, I think you have to continue to find ways to get Zach Ertz, get him the ball. Now, we did have a few, you know, he's had a couple dropped passes the last two weeks, but you gotta you gotta start making those it's going around the the drop passes it's it's like a it's like a an illness it, it kind of went around to various players especially in the first half on sunday and hopefully that gets fixed cured you don't want you you're saying it's contagious seemed to be when you had and it wasn't just you know a young player Ertz, james connor just you you don't typically see it it's not expected and it's one thing if you have one but then all of a sudden it's like, well, there's another one and another one. And you talk about the slow start. Well, don't drop a ball. <laughs> keep the, keep the chains easy. moving a little bit. That you know, easy. Do what you were are paid to do as far as a pass catcher is concerned. And I'd also like to see this team have a little bit more of a vertical threat as well. We haven't seen the chunk plays. The 30-yard catch to Greg Dortch is the longest play from scrimmage so far this season. And Kyler Murray, whether he's had enough time or not, and I did see some next-gen stats that he's, you know, how much time he had in the pocket was the third lowest of any quarterback in Week 3. Yet at the same time, this offense needs something to get going and some deep shots, connects on a long pass to Hollywood Brown. But get that, as opposed to going horizontal and allowing those small wide receivers to do their damage – Get that ball 15, 20 yards downfield. He tried it with Brown, didn't work. Tried it with Andy Isabella, didn't work. I mean, I get, you know, at some point this team has struggled to create any sort of rhythm. And we've seen it. If this team doesn't get that that first set of, you know, the first downs, they have a hard time when they come back onto the field being ready to go. They, they have to get that first down, and then they really start moving as the possession carries on and you start getting more plays. This team, this offense – unfortunately has to have time to kind of get comfortable and get settled um so i guess that would be the reasoning of some of those those shorter plays just try and move the chains and get a little bit of rhythm but i agree because right now we haven't seen they don't seem i guess very aggressive explosive aggressive I, 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 i like that i like that description and it's you wonder have they not gotten to that point in the play sheets to be aggressive because things haven't gone smoothly early in the series or just early in games, period? With the exception of tying the game in Vegas at the end of regulation, they've played from behind the entire season. That absolutely affects the calls that are being played. Plays that are being called. <laughs> I knew what you were mentioning or referring to here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Now we talk all about these wide receivers and explosive plays and the air attack and the passing game and you just wonder 
how much that is going to be available this week considering the weather in Carolina. Now, we'll, we'll, this will be something that we follow each day, but it has been asked to the head coach and a couple of the players in the locker room on Wednesday. But last I checked, the forecast calls for rain, about 50% chance of rain because of Hurricane Ian. Now, how does that affect outside of yourself and your pregame hits on the Arizona Cardinals radio network, but how that might affect what this Cardinals offense is able to do when the ball gets a little bit slick and harder to handle, especially if you want to throw passes and a number of passes. I wonder if this is a game we're going to start seeing not only a lot of Eno Benjamin, maybe they find a way to sprinkle in Jonathan Ward. This has to be a heavy run game because of the weather. And I also think because... They haven't had that heavy run game that you would kind of expect when you have the backs like James Conner and Daryl Williams. Again, this team has been playing from behind, and that affects the personnel and the plays that are being called. But I would like to see more of a run game. And unfortunately, the weather might be the reason, but maybe this is what dictates that, and we will get to see that. Um, I just I think the way this offense, too, and when you look at that wide receiving core that we just talked about, I think it's really important to start relying on the run game a little bit more now wide receiver screens can be quote-unquote run game I mean run plays a little bit but to the it's it's easier to turn and, and hand the ball off either to the left or to the right as opposed to throwing left or right too too many bad things especially in bad weather can happen when the ball is out you know what hopefully too with the rain and you would expect the same philosophy from the Panthers um, I know running back Christian McCaffrey showed up on the injury report with a thigh injury However, you would expect them to have, you know, the same philosophy of running the ball. And maybe with the weather, that can help the Cardinals' defense. And they have had some holes, some pretty big holes up the middle in these last three games when it comes to stopping the run. And maybe if they're able to do that this week, that helps with the confidence and just kind of feeling, you know, more confident in their ability. Maybe they can carry that forward. I don't know. I still think that's been an issue of some of those big runs up the middle the last couple of weeks, but maybe they can use that weather to their advantage and force some turnovers and stop the run if that's what they're expecting. The loss of Rashard Lawrence, I think, is going to be huge. You hope it's not, but his play, especially in the middle, has been very, very solid through these first three games. You don't see him show up on the stat sheet, but you look at the plays that he has made in the backfield and in how that game ended on Sunday, the Rams, it was Cam Akers, four straight running plays, and Lawrence was not on the field because he hurt his hand. He underwent surgery. He's not going to play this week. How long is he going to be out? Don't know. But that's a huge hole now in the middle of that Cardinals defense. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. It's just crazy to me the amount of injuries that have already popped up on this roster. Um, the injury report, even. I mean, it's 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 already it's too early in the season to start looking like a CVS receipt. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Do we need to go through the? The entire uh, injury You've report. got it out. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to get comfortable. <laughs> well, we know about A.J. Green, Rodney Hudson dealing with a knee issue, which he was dealing with during training camp. Rashard Lawrence, we just talked about. Justin Pugh, the elbow that he hurt on Sunday, did come back into that ball game. Ezekiel Turner dealing with an ankle. He did not play the past couple of weeks. And J.J. Watt, a calf issue, which is something he's been dealing with since training camp as well. Those players were DNPs because of injury. Calvin Beach and Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz had rest days on Wednesday. And then you throw in a Zayvon Collins limited, James Conner limited with the knee, Greg Dortch, a back was limited, Rondell Moore, the hamstring. And it's never good when the kicker shows up on the injury report. 
Matt Prater dealing with a right hip issue. He was limited as well on Wednesday. Do they have enough players to practice? <laughs> Maybe that's why they ended practice a little bit early on Wednesday. Man, I mean, that's that's just crazy. But again, it's no excuse. Every team is dealing with injuries. Um, thankfully, knock on wood, these are you know injuries that players are expected to either play or come back from and work through it. And again, once you get through the game this week, players who are ready, who have been on IR, are going to be eligible to come back and practice and play. What also can't be an excuse is the weather. And I was reminded by our executive producer, Jim Omohundro, that Bank of America Stadium is field turf. So you're not going to have a muddy field. So good news for you as far as you're walking around. No mud, but there's going to be a lot of slick surfaces and a lot of sliding around. I still plan on bringing my rain boots, even if they're not going to be in mud. You should. That's the plan. You've got a couple of days to make sure that everything is packed and ready. And then you watch. You'll wake up Sunday morning, the sun will be shining, no issue whatsoever. Great. But yeah, I do expect a lot of rain. <laughs> Probably going to bring a change of clothes for the plane ride home so that our team photographer, Caitlin, who I sit next to, uh, so I don't smell like a wet dog next to her. That's so nice of you. I don't the think she's. I, I hope she does the same for me. I don't know, but I hope she does. We continue here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai Proud, partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We discuss the need for this team to start running the ball more. They are 20th in the league as far as rushing attempts per game, just under 24. Now, this is a very small sample size, but we've got to talk about it because one weather might dictate that this team run the ball a little bit more here this week but then it's okay let's get this running back room you kept five for a reason right now obviously Keonta Ingram's not going to play or at least the plan we think is him not to play at all this season just be inactive like Eno Benjamin was his first season but you have a James Conner Daryl Williams Eno Benjamin and Jonathan Ward who has not played a single snap on offense you have four I don't know if we'll see all four, but I would like to see that run game get going at least more than we've had seen so far these first three weeks. Yeah, I'm still not sure. You know, this last week, James Conner dealing with that injury, an ankle for him, right? So, Correct. so, But you still have Daryl Williams, and Daryl Williams has looked really good when he has been in that position. Again, I think it's more so the fact that the Cardinals have had such such a slow start every single game that they've fallen behind very quickly. And that's affected the way that they can attack this attack the game that they're playing. Um, but I agree. I think we saw it last year as well, like how much better this team performs when they are able to be balanced. And they haven't been able to put themselves in a situation to use that. Um, I would like to see more James Conner. Just, he's just a bulldozer, you know? And I, I, I agree with you. I feel like I'm saying it a million different <laughs> ways, but I agree with you, Craig. James Conner's first three games, 10 carries, 7 carries, 13 carries. He needs to do more, or someone else needs to do more, and that someone else, perhaps Kyler Murray. This has been a subject that has been discussed plenty of times on previous Cardinal Cover 2 episodes, but it's come up again, and it came up again on Wednesday because, well, Kyler himself was asked about it, and I think, Danny, his tune has changed just a little bit. Go back to the end of his second season, the last day of minicamp, June 10th, 2021. Quote, my legs should be a luxury. Now, fast forward to Wednesday, and he's talking about, quote, I would love to implement that more, end quote, talking about design runs. I get what he's saying. I get wanting to be a luxury. You're a quarterback. You don't want to get hurt. I understand that. I don't have a problem with that. However, 
Kyler Murray's legs, yes, he has the the arm and the accuracy, but it's his legs that scares defenses. And I was surprised to see in L.A. him run so little, considering the fact it was his legs that saved this team the week prior in Vegas with that amazing comeback victory in overtime. I was surprised to see such a drop-off in week three against the Rams. Maybe he saw that as well. I, I, I would agree with him. I do think he needs to use his legs a little more. Does he need to be as active with his legs as maybe a Lamar Jackson? Probably not. But I do think there needs to be some sort of balance, and maybe Kyler's recognizing that. And maybe it has to do with the personnel that's out on the field right now and having to adjust. And maybe him saying, you know, I might have to run a little more. Maybe that's not something he's going to feel all year or the rest of his career. But maybe looking around and seeing what is working and what's not, maybe that's a change in his tune a little bit. Ask yourself what separates Kyler Murray from every other quarterback not named Lamar Jackson. It's his ability to run the football, being that dual threat. He shook Max Crosby off him in Vegas. That is not easy to do. We just haven't seen the run part outside of the last two quarters against the Raiders, and that was more Kyler being Kyler because he needed to in order for that team to win. But Kyler Murray needs to be more a part of the offense with respects to running the football. I'm not talking about... Seven, eight, nine, ten carries a game. To me, that's too many, too risky. You don't want anything to happen to your franchise quarterback. But to your point, the threat of Kyler Murray running the football, it keeps defenses on their toes. It forces defenses to adjust. I don't think the Rams had to adjust at all on Sunday. Kyler didn't start running until the fourth quarter. That has to be a part of this offense earlier in games. Yeah, it was part of the Rams' game plan to keep him in the pocket, and that's exactly what they did. But he has to find a way, if if he's going to sit there and say after Vegas, I had to take over, I have to do what I have to do, I'd imagine that's going to be his mindset moving forward, especially after the way they lost to the Rams. You brought up Lamar Jackson as far as how many rushing attempts. I went back and looked. In fact, it's Jalen Hurts who leads the league as far as quarterbacks' rushing attempts. Hertz has 37, Lamar Jackson 26, Josh Allen's in the top five with 19. Kyler checks in with 12. Five in each of the first two games and then two last week. So an average of four a game. Four, that appears to be the magic number. This stat now that has resurfaced years prior, it was five or more carries. Now people are looking at four or fewer carries, and the Cardinals are 0-10-1. and when Kyler Murray rushes four or fewer times in a game. Now, seven of those ten losses happened his first year in 2019. But this team, offensively, relies so heavily on Kyler Murray's rushing attempts that the numbers are startling, that they should be staring at everyone in the face to say, all right, let's call some more design runs. You've got to know that the coaching staff is aware of this. Kyler himself knows that these are the numbers and the team's record when he is running the football. If one of these cameras were on, they would see that my jaw dropped and was open the whole time you were saying that. I can't believe they haven't won a game. Four or fewer is the stat. Man. Now, if it goes to five or fewer, Cardinals are three, 18, and one. I mean, you can't put that all on Kyler, but I do get what you're saying. I do understand it. And if that is a skill set of your quarterback... Both sides have to be on the same page of how are you going to utilize that. 
right? Kyler, if, if he's going to say he's willing to do that, great. Coaching staff, how can you use that in an efficient way and keep him safe and protect him? There, there's got to be some way that they compromise on this and get on the same page. If he's going to be willing to use his legs, absolutely he should use his legs. There has to be a balance between the two because it was a great conversation on the Red Sea Report this week between Kyle Vandenbosch and Andrew Stanton, which we'll get into momentarily about cardstock. But the difference of opinion when it comes to Kyler Murray running the football. Vandenbosch wants to see it more. Quote, you have to be smart about it, but it keeps defenses guessing and off balance. Stanton does not want to see any more of Kyler Murray running than he has to. Maybe save it for inside the red zone because, in Drew's words, quote, you don't want a Trey Lance type of situation. Referring to the 49ers quarterback, you get hurt, you get knocked out, and all of a sudden you lose your starting quarterback for the season or a lengthy period of time. Sorry, backup quarterbacks just don't lead teams to the postseason, let alone to the Super Bowl outside of a handful. So I get, I understand both sides of the argument, yet at the same time, when you're one and two and this offense has done nothing, especially in the first quarter and first halves of the games, all options have to be on the table, at least to be that spark to light a fire and then maybe dial back how many times number one is running around the football field. Yeah, I think that's that's where you need is if, you know, get a first down, try and get something going to move the chains. I agree with Kyle and Drew, I guess, on on both their sides. I see both sides as well. It does make sense more in the red zone, keep him safe. But I also feel like if, I don't know how fair it is to say that the fact that this offense can't get anything going if Kyler runs three or four more times in a game, is that really the difference maker? Like, I understand of, like, if you need to get that first down, the spark here and there, I just... I don't think that's the end-all be-all. It shouldn't be. Much like having DeAndre Hopkins on the field should not be what determines whether this offense is successful or not. Yet I've got a whole bunch of stats and numbers to back up when number 10 is on the field, when number 10 is not on the field. One player should not make that much of a difference unless it is the quarterback who touches the ball every single play. I agree with you, and I have that thought. I had that thought at the beginning of the season. I don't just think that's about DeAndre Hopkins. I feel the same way about J.J. Watt on the defense. I feel that if you're going to have that sentiment about DeAndre Hopkins, it's the same with J.J. Watt. It is great to have them on the field. Of course you want them on the field. They are respectively two in the top you know, rankings of their respective positions. But not having them on the field shouldn't guarantee a loss or a team to struggle. That's what I can't get my hands around when we look at this offense because, as I've said repeatedly, you've known since April, at least publicly, about not having DeAndre Hopkins on the field. Yet you come out of the gates and you're the only team in the league that hasn't scored a point in the first quarter. And everyone wants to know why. And that's why I bring up Kyler Murray having to run Not all season long, and again, I'm not talking about taking carries away from James Conner, but to implement, to to amplify the run game with your running dual-threat quarterback. Why was he the number one overall pick? Because of his ability to throw the ball, he does it very well, and also run the ball. And if you take away the running part, then all he is is a stand-in-the-pocket, drop-back quarterback, which you can find. You don't invest in a number one pick with just a drop back quarterback. Do you think this week with the weather, the expected rain, that's going to affect how they use Kyler Murray's legs as opposed to if it were going to be 
sunshine, 75, beautiful day? I'd say because you have to perhaps run the ball more, yes, yet at the same time, going back to what Drew Stanton says, you don't want your quarterback to get hurt. How how slippery is that turf at Bank of America Stadium? How are the conditions? Kyler is very smart when he does decide to run because any sense of a defender in the area, he'll go down before he'll go out of bounds to avoid getting hit. So I appreciate that. Sometimes I would like to see him run out of bounds, stop the clock, gain that extra yard or two, going back to Sunday and how that game ended. I mean, flashbacks here, Danny. And there just there has to be, again, that balance, that happy medium. I don't know what the answer is, but what we've seen for the first three weeks, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. And the goal is to win on Sunday. The goal is to make, get back into the postseason. If you want sustained success, season success, you have to ask a lot of your individual players, and it starts with the quarterback. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if he runs more or less and if that's part of the game plan, if it's weather-related, anything of that nature. But I think at this point you got to try something because what they've been doing has clearly not been working. Even in that Vegas game, it was another slow start, so – I would say all all season it has not been working. And I just wonder how much of uh, how, how it has one Kyler's obviously thought about this based off his answers on Wednesday, but what is the discussion between head coach and quarterback? Because Kyler also said this on Wednesday, quote, if I'm asked to do it, then I'll do it. So, and he mentioned about the offensive design right now is not about him running. Maybe it is part of the game plan later in the season. Who knows how this season was set up by the offensive coaching staff to where you don't throw in everything all at once, little by little you use depending on the opponent or where you are in the season. But I think at this point, yes, it's still early, but you can lose a playoff spot in the month of September and October. You're not going to clinch one in September and October, but you can lose one this early. I think you can lose one this early when it comes to the mental side of the game. The way that I have said that this offense has to find a rhythm. They struggle if they're not if they're going three and out when they get back on the field for that next possession. They don't necessarily come out hot and aggressive. And I think what we have seen from this team, it's kind of that same thought when you look at the team as a whole playing from behind. The Chiefs game got away from them. Now, what impressed me in Vegas was making those halftime adjustments in the end of the third quarter and into the fourth they mentally stayed in it and believed in themselves and came back. But we saw again in the Rams that when you're down, it just seems like they struggle when they are behind to mentally have that strength, stay calm, do their job, and basically not shoot themselves in the foot. So that that's why I would agree with you, this team specifically, of you can knock yourself out of the playoffs in September. Is If things start to go badly, if everything starts to go south, and they can't seem to get a win in Carolina. They can't seem to get a win the next two weeks without DeAndre Hopkins against the Eagles or the Seahawks. I think it's going to be really tough for this team mentally to come out of that hole. You wonder now that this team, through three games, and they haven't had a lead in regulation at all yet, this team is losing games in the first quarter. Not the fourth quarter. They're losing games in the first quarter. And that's just, 
it, it boggles the mind on what's going on. I mean, I know what the problem is. I just don't know what the solution. I'm giving you an option as far as perhaps using Kyler Murray and running a little bit more. I just don't know. And that, and that by the way, that, that can't be sustainable. Again, I'll go back. It's, it's a handful. A handful of rushing attempts, whether it's on the option pitch like we saw a couple of times, even though that did scare Drew Stanton because now all of a sudden you get that linebacker coming up and the quarterback becomes free, uh, a free target. But there has to be a way to keep Kyler Murray safe, yet at the, also at the same time utilize what he called a luxury, meaning his legs. That's why they get paid what they get paid, Craig. They got to figure out these solutions. They got to drop the right plays, find a way to make it work. 31 other teams can find a way to make it work. So well, I, for the most part. <laughs> oh, who, who are we leaving out of I'm this? I'm just saying. <laughs> we just cracked the door open here. Anyone you want to call out here, Danny? No. no? Okay. By the way, the uh, game on Sunday, Kyler Murray's 50th career start. Wow. 50. Pretty crazy. Big number. It's the numbers, though, that led up to the 50 that I think needs to be a little bit of an alteration here as far as what happens this Sunday. With respect to him running the ball, that's just me. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going to it until until someone tell some, t- until someone proves me otherwise. Otherwise, and if this team proves that they don't need that, then fine. But right now, they need something, and I don't know exactly what the right answer is. I know you had a great conversation with Drew Stanton. It's gonna be posted when later on this week, as far as card stock. The great YouTube series and all the platforms on azcardinals.com, but Drew Stanton's perspective weekly as you guys either dissect the game that was or the game that's going to be. Right. This was the whole point of Cardstock. Drew is so great on it, just so insightful um, with that quarterback's mind and vision. The first two episodes, it was looking up at matchups. However, we also talk about trends. And so the trend of the first three games was slow starts and we looked at offense specifically of where are those mistakes coming from why on why on their early possessions are they unable to move the chains why is it taking them so long to move the chains in a possession and not put points on the board or only score points through field goals so he also talked about not only the mistakes but how correctable they are he was confident and had a positive outlook that the mistakes that, at least from his eye, he is seeing are fixable. It's not, you know, this team is already out of it. You know, they, they just they can't get it done. He did find ways that they could correct those mistakes. So we talked about those in detail. Very interesting, very insightful. Again, go check out Cardstock. AZCardinals.com, the Cardinals' official YouTube channel as well. Wednesday's also a busy day because you also tape Sideline Exchange, and your guest this week was... Safety Buda Baker. By the way, did you ask him if he's a little lonely in that safety room, considering right now it's only him and Jalen Thompson? No, I did not. That was not a topic of conversation? No, that would have been a good question, though. Of course, you do have Isaiah Simmons, but right now without Deontay, without Deontay Thompson on the roster, and we'll see if he comes back on the practice squad. But yeah, just two safeties. That's all you need, knock on wood. Well, yeah, Buddha and JT are going to play every single snap. That is all you need right now. <laughs> no, Buddha was also really great in the sideline exchange interview. Um, again, it was we talked a little bit about the matchup with the Panthers. Of course, Baker Mayfield, who Cardinals saw last year when he was with the Browns, and he had that Hail Mary to end the first half. Um, Christian McCaffrey, the running back who's coming off back-to-back 100-plus rushing yard games. But we also talked about the trends of slow starts. It's not just been offense. 
defense as well. The first three games, they've allowed their opponent to score on the first three drives. So we talked about what's been missing for the slow starts. Talked to Buda because after the game on Sunday, he said in the locker room, the players need to work hard at doing a little bit more every day to get better. Talked about what he's been working on. A lot of great topics with Buda and how this defense can continue to improve and kind of grasp onto the positive of they have forced a turnover in every game so far. How can you find that positive, grasp onto it, and work off of that to kind of keep your confidence up as a defense as well? That'll also be on our website, official YouTube channel. Buddha does a very good job of keeping things real, and I like to hear that there is some more accountability in that locker room because as much as people want to point the finger at the front office or the coaching staff, it's those players between the white lines that are making the plays or not making the plays. And to me, that's where the attention, if you're upset, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, I completely understand. A lot of that, though, is on the execution, not what the play call is on offense or defense. Absolutely. The coaches can only do so much from the sideline. They can only get you ready so much during the week at practice and call the play until that mic goes off and you can't hear him anymore in the helmet. It's up to the players to go out and do their job. Speaking of uh, microphones, again, we'll go back to the weather conversation. Are we prepared or we have a checklist ready for what needs to be brought to Carolina in the event that there is rain? Not yet prepared. Thinking it over in my head. <laughs> uh, probably start today to go look through my closet and see what I can bring for options. Change of clothes, change into for the plane ride home. I'm going to bring raincoat, rain boots. Hopefully our wonderful equipment staff might have some extra pair of like pants or something I can wear out on the field. I can't I can't really complain because I'm out there for probably a little under two hours on pregame. It's Paul Calvisi who's gonna be out there during the game who if anyone's got any anything to say, it should be Paul. There are two people I always worry about, make sure to mention on the pregame when it comes to inclement weather. One is Paul. And the second is Chris Melvin, head of media relations, because he's standing there with nothing and just, you know, charge of the sideline in his suit and 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 covered up. So, yeah, those are the players, coaches, doesn't matter. They make a lot of money. They get to shower after the game. It's Paul and Chris. Those are the only two people that I worry about. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll be prepared. I'm sure. I know Paul has plenty of rain gear from (laughs) over the years, at least at Chicago game last year. So... Paul will be good, I'm sure. Everyone send their well wishes to Danny for this week's game in Carolina. Right now, again, as we speak here on this Wednesday, uh, what is it? I think it's a 40 or 50% chance of rain. But let's make sure everyone stays safe outside on that East Coast and in the state of Florida as well. The footage is just... uh, it's incredible to watch, but yet at the same time scary as well considering how many people are being affected by Hurricane Ian. So... uh, Uh, Stay safe out there, and you too as well, Danny. Appreciate it. All right. On that note, we'll put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Danny Sarek, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.